0: Hello and welcome to the Archivist Podcast. I'm your host, Yuri, and this is episode two, What is an Archive? I just wanted to say that I really appreciate everyone tuning in into the introduction episode. I got some really amazing feedback and I'm so excited for the episodes to come. So again, thank you so much. So before this What is an Archive episode, I recorded... A whole nother episode too, which was called the Raph Simmons Dissertation. And in the midst of me about to release it, Prada and Raph made that really big announcement. And I was like, I cannot release like this Raph Simmons Dissertation. And I'm thinking about all the conversations I had within that podcast. I'm like, it's so many like points that I know I could have threw the wrath and prada conversation into so i'm like let me wait let me do some more research maybe wait and see what they release i don't know yet just know that the episode is coming so don't worry um but yeah so also funny thing me and my friend was having this conversation and we had like this amazing long conversation and We talked about art and fashion and design and furniture. And I was so excited because I never have these conversations like I want to. I I always want to have them, but I can't have them all the time. And they're so intimate. They're so private. They're so wonderful because I'm able to voice my opinions and voice my thoughts. And I'm so elated that I'm able to do this on the podcast. And I think it's really important. And I think that opinions are important. I think criticism is really important. And I wanted to bring all of those to the forefront because without criticism, fashion can't progress. It can't grow. And I think it's just really important, especially now. Excuse me. So what is an archive? Real simple, right? Archive, one word, what is it? Okay, if we look on dictionary.com, if we google as an archive without having clothing or anything art involved, the simple definition of an archive is it's a collection of historical documents or records providing information about a place, institution or group of people. Really simple, right? But when we kind of insert clothing into it, we call it archival clothing. And archival clothing is, is always of a certain age or from a certain collection. It is all about experiencing a time and fashion when things were a little bit exclusive, had a lot of exclusivity, okay? When you think about exclusivity, it's some exclusive things that come out now, but back then it was a little bit more exclusive just because when you saw a collection on the runway, let's say... I don't know, Alexander McQueen, 1996, spring, summer, right? You see that collection coming down the runway. You love the pieces, but unfortunately, the pieces aren't readily available. You have to wait months and months. But now, if you see a piece on a collection or you want the entire collection, it's readily available. You can go on matches, you can go on browns. And I think that that kind of changed the trajectory of what an archive is just a little bit, not entirely. But I think it did to some extent. So the other day, and I don't know if this is weird or not, but my friend sent me a tweet. And then after that, I swear so many people sent me this tweet. And it was a tweet of a girl. She looked real cute. Cute girl, had on a Jean-Paul Gaultier dress. loved the dress loves everything about it and then somebody retweeted it and said archive and I looked at the dress and I said that's not archive it just can't be I just know it isn't and I had to do a little bit more research I didn't want to be so shady I was like let me not be shady let me do a little bit more research kind of did some of my research on it and I was like yeah that's my archive like I was like I'm I'm sure I'm right and I ended up being right and we have to remember people just because it's Jean Paul Gaultier just because it's Vivian Westwood just because it's Helmut Lang just because it's Moogler does not mean it is archive it can be vintage too you cannot place the archive in front of pieces because it's old that's not how it works mind you I have that same exact print in a in a quarter sleep crop top by J P G, but it's vintage. It's cute, but it's not archive. I am pretty sure that J P G would not bring that print back. First of all, that print is from the I always say it wrong. So 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 I'm sorry. So live. I think, but basically, that print is from the kind of his his the collection that is called the Sun or Sun, and. This probably isn't, like, the right or anything, but I always connect that collection to, like, a resort collection of his just because the sun collection is always, like, very bright, very summery, and that is just what a resort collection usually is to me, and so, I mean, you really don't see that many archive pieces that's really popular that are from a resort collection, so... I mean, that's kind of my thought process when I kind of looked at it, but it was cute. And I think that people throw that archive in word because it, because it makes it more expensive and it sounds expensive and it's kind of annoying to people that really live and breathe this archive shit because once you put that archive word in it, it makes the price of something go up. It makes it more sought after, even when it shouldn't be, even when it's not that important. So kind of need to think about that. <laughs> okay, so examples of what an archive is, okay? Remember, an archive isn't only just a piece. An archive can be a textile. It can be a structure of a certain garment. It could be a digital print, okay? it just It's, it's just not about the piece. You have to remember that clothing is always 3D. It's not meant to be 2D, it's 3D. So when you think about an archive, it's not just about... It being, you know, a a John Paul Gaultier piece or a Ralph Simmons piece that's older. It's about the moment in time, how everybody felt when they was wearing that piece in 1999 or something, or about how popular it was at the time, or how it's not as sought after. You know, you have to put those things into perspective when you're thinking about an archive. Also... You need to understand that most archive pieces drape and wear very beautifully. And a lot of those pieces that people claim archive, I would never buy. Because if it's archive, it's going to drape my body beautifully. Because that's why it's amazing. It's a piece that no matter who wears it, who has it, it just creates that moment in time that you remember. and That's what makes an archive, damn it. <laughs> so... Let's just think about that. Let's just not throw that archive word, people, please. So, yes. So, examples of what an archive is. Also, thinking about everything I just said, about it being textiles and prints, okay? You have the Margiela Tabby boot heel. That structure of the boot that's archive. okay? You have the Westwood corset. You have the Jean-Paul Gaultier cyber. You have the Vivian Tam... Uh, Malprint, the President Malprint, the Jeremy Scott Adidas wings, like those were iconic. Like I was watching an interview and Jeremy Scott said literally the wings sit like, like they sit in like the, the helm of Adidas, like that, that, that sneaker changed structurally how I'm sure Adidas and how other sneaker brands looked at sneakers and how they people probably thought it was going to be corny but ended up to this day being a sneaker that is very sought after that you can find on ebay for either the same price they bought it for or more uh de- depending on what condition it is of course but yeah so you have to think about that and also when you put archive in front if you put the archive right in front of a piece you have to think about pricing. It makes the price more expensive. Like I said before, when it's not even an archive piece. And literally I'll sit on eBay, I'll sit it's more on it's more on American sites. I see it a little bit on Japanese Japanese bidding sites like with a lot of Prada Sport, I see it rising and I just think, I mean, that's just because Prada Sport is selling really well now. But I see a lot on American sites where They'll throw that archive word in front of an old ass helmet Lange denim jacket, which should probably be thirty five dollars. But now it's two hundred. That's not even a helmet Lange jacket that should be archived like it. It's, it's a nice one if you wash it, but it's not archived. It's just really, really old. And to people that collect and to people that love archive, it's kind of a slap in the face. And I just want people to understand that I'm, I feel like I'm being kind of a bitch, but there's something I love and I've been doing this so long. So I just want people to understand education is really important. And when you know, you do better. So now when I go on eBay or Tracy, I won't see a Helma Lang, like older vintage jacket for $200. It'll be 35 You know, let's be real here. So... Let's change courses a little bit. <laughs> I kind of got a little feisty there, sorry, <laughs> but um, so let's talk about black designers and in, and in relevance and in, in relevance to archive and one in particular. So I was on eBay as I'm always the other day, and I was looking at all this Hillbuyer stuff, and I was just like, "I love Hill buyer and I was kind of upset at some of the stuff that I saw that was priced so low. I was like, "This is archive hood by air. This is literally archive hood by air. Like these amazing pieces. Are you serious? Sixty five dollars? Like the parachute pants, the the Cervasi crystal hoodie. Like just because it's a black designer doesn't mean his items aren't archive. There's they certainly are." I mean, Hood by Air literally changed the trajectory of fashion in New York and of fashion, period. Like, there should never be any reason that I go on eBay and I'm seeing anything Hood by Air in great condition for $65. Hood by Air, though, hasn't even released clothing in years. Like, we should be cultivating this Black fashion, these Black designers. And it's just, it kind of upsets me. And I think that when we think about hood by air, we think about it as just being a past thing. But when you think about Helmut Lang, you think about it being the past, but the future and the present. And I think hood by air was all of those things. And I think we need to treat it as such. I don't think it's just, I, it was never a fly by night. And so when I go on eBay and I see the parachute pants, they need to be 400 $500. It's it's right. It's an archive piece. Not not every hub by air piece is archive, of course. But most of that shit was. And most of the reason why designers make certain pieces is because of by air. So, my, <laughs> motherfuckers need to pay homage. And that's on period, okay? And I think I'll do a whole podcast on black designers and what archive... And how the resale market treats them, but I just wanted to put that that tidbit in there. Like we need to cultivate it. We need to hone it in because it's so important. It's so important. So important. (laughs) So excuse me guys, I need to take a drink. If anybody cares, I'm drinking Pinot Grigio. Um, uh, it's my favorite wine. So if anybody ever, I mean, I mean, I feel like I should get like a um, what's those mailbox called? Like the um, uh, a, a po a PO box so people could like send me bottles of wine. Maybe I don't know. That was kind of silly, but yeah. <laughs> but so an archive is about the moment, and we call an archive a piece because that piece mirrors. The energy and the scene of that era. And that era is captured in that article of clothing. And that's what resonates. And that is what an archive is. So especially for Hub by Air, Hubby Air was a moment in time. It changed the trajectory. It changed it. And when you wore Hubby Air, it literally when you wore it, it mirrored the energy of what Hubby Air delivers and the scene in New York. And all that was captured in the piece. And that feeling resonates and that and that's was that is what makes an archive piece, excuse me. That's what makes an archive piece is when you put that piece on and you ultimately ultimately feel that present of that moment in time. You know what I'm saying? That's what it is. Okay. So Sorry guys, I have like my my bullet points I made. I have so many. Okay, so I feel like another thing that needs to be talked about. Let's talk about the Dior, the Dior, the Diorismo print. Okay, love that print. Doesn't matter if you buy every piece from that print with that print from John the John Galliano era. That doesn't mean it's archive. So the actual print is archive. They brought it back in 2018, 2018. That print is an archive print, the digital print is archive. The actual piece that the print was made out of does not mean that it's an archive piece, okay? When a piece like that, when 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 Dior bags and they they oversaturate the market, they're so easy to get. Is not an archive piece. I could go right now and get clothing, shirts, pants, bags with that Diorismo print very quickly. It's 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 very accessible. So it's not an, it's not the it's not an archive piece. The print is, but the print is an archive to the masone, to the house, to the designer, not to the consumers. It's not an archive piece. I would never put the word archive in front of really any DSM print, honestly. Just not right now. Maybe in 30 years you may not be able to find it and maybe I'll throw the archive word in front of it. But for right now, it's too readily available. It's too popping. You can buy it anywhere, literally. Every Instagram archive resale store has them. Their eBay has them. Japanese sites have them. Like you, I literally could go into a resale shop, consignment shop, they have them. At least have one. So you could go to the Dior store, they have them. So it's not archive. It's vintage. It's kind of cute. I don't know the Dior more print. I love it, but. It could kind of be an overbearing print for me personally, but that's just my personal thought about that. Um, And when we think about archive, archive and knowing archive is a lifestyle. You live it every day. Even Even when you're collecting for now, like now, okay? I think people are so consumed with archive being of the past that they forget like, you gotta understand the collections that's released, and now we need to archive for the future. For instance, Raph at Calvin Klein. Every we should be copying those pieces now. If you find them, copy them because it was a moment in time. It was very exclusive. It was he was with them so quickly. In twenty years, everybody's gonna wanna have the Raph and Calvin Klein because he was there for a brief moment. And the pieces that he made were amazing. I mean, raf he just knows how to make pieces that are archives. Like, he just makes very iconic pieces. It's just... That's another conversation. But he just... He knows the formula. Every time. Every collection he has, I can probably name, like, two or three pieces that's archive-worthy. And that's just that. So, yeah. <laughs> okay, so... I don't know if people know, like, famous archivists. I know a few. I know a couple of that's, like, on Instagram that's very popular. So, David Kasavod, I think I'm saying his name right. He's, like, very... He has, like, a lot of RAF archive, a lot of Helmut lane. You have Gabrielle Hill Vintage. He been in the game for a while. His Vivian Westwood collection has always been amazing. He's always had Dior he, I feel like he's always had like Christian Lacroix, which is one of my favorites. He's just been very, he's, he's, he's always had very good archive pieces and literally only archive pieces. Like that is a go for not to have a little archive pieces, but to have every piece you ever attained, that is goals for real. And then you have in Indem- Indemma. Um, they actually have the largest home Lang archive ever. Ever ever, <laughs> you have four four archives. I think they. I think I don't know if this is right. I think they, are, they sell on uh grill too, but four four archives always got some got some fire shit always. You got constant practice. On Instagram, they always have some five shit. I won't say everything that they have is archived, but they have some really good product. I always see some good product on there. I always see a lot of junior on there that I always respect for a collector for having. You got arbitrage n y c they always have really good pieces um always always so those are a couple that i really I really watch for and I really see. Um, I think I may talk about this in an- another podcast, but I kinda wanna go into like Japanese archivists. When I went to Japan, I think 2017, I met like one guy at uh Dover Street Market and I was wearing like all Comme de Garcon and I literally saw him, he was wearing all come de garçon, but literally every piece was like piece that I've like wanted. And like I, I couldn't afford because the, the how much they cost right now, the is just so high because they're archive pieces to this day, like they're like two hundred pieces, like for for one shirt, you know, so. But yeah, one day I'll talk about that. Like really, in Japan, there's a lot of archivists. There's a lot of like vintage resellers. Side note, if you're ever on eBay and the pieces from Japan is real, you could cop it. Japan, literally, they're like the home. The home base. They always got fire shit. I know a lot of people always say, oh my God, when I go on Japanese, business, the Louis Vuitton is so inexpensive. First of all, Japanese, the Japanese business sites and people that sell in Japan, they don't hold Louis Vuitton at the same regard we do. Especially like vintage Louis Vuitton. So when you see it very cheap, just know that either that style isn't popular or the condition. But that's just kind of how it is. Like they kind of look at it like Michael Kors. But yeah, not really, but just, that's just kind of how they just don't hold it as a high regard like we do in America. They like hold like Chanel, you know? So yeah. So I was, oh my God. So I ended up, and this was so good for this podcast because I ended up, um, reading a really old interview between rick owens and i'm sorry you guys i'm bringing it up on my i'm bringing it up on my um my notes i'm bringing it up on my notes okay so i'm so glad that they had this conversation because I was like, yes, like, I'm so happy somebody's talking about archives. So it was in the system magazine when Rick Owens was interviewing Yoshi Yamamoto and kind of, they were talking about archive and just like a small part of the uh, interview. But anyways, this was like, let me just quickly read something to you guys. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. So Rick said, You've contributed to the culture during your lifetime and you have been recognized for ex- excellence. I mean, you know that. Do you never really worry about you you, you wait, hold on. Do you do you never really worry about how you want to be remembered? Do you keep archives? Sorry. And Yogi said, "No, I don't like that." And Rick said, "That's just reckless. Good for you. You get to do it however you want." And Yogi just said, "Just forget everything." Rick said, I don't think that is a bad idea. I have never actually kept archives either. And Yoji said, good. And Rick says, but whenever anybody's creating something, they are expressing something. And someone like you is very careful to tell your message in a very precise way. You're not sloppy. When you put all of your work together, that is your big expression. And I think somewhere you want to be per- protect that so it is not misunderstood. Don't you ever think about somebody buying the name Yoji Yamamoto 50 years after your death and horrible clothes would be out there with your label. And anyways, I was like, that is a terrible idea. And then Rick said, yes, a nightmare. Blase, blase. Okay. So one thing about archives is I understood why Yoji Yamamoto said that because he is the, he's at the helm of his house. There's no CD Yoji Yamamoto creates, even with Rick. He's the CD. He's the designer. And so I think for designers in houses like that, them keeping archives isn't necessary. But especially for Rick, I think it's necessary just because he does a lot of structural work. And I think just kind of keeping those structures in your archive is really important because... I just think that he should like he does amazing structural work I think his shoes a lot of his the way his shoes are structured should be archived but from Yoji Yamamoto's point of view and him being a Japanese designer um I feel like him being at the helm of his house he doesn't feel like excuse me he has to have an archive because I feel like he's one of those designers that really start from scratch and kind of don't look at the past. They just move forward. And that works for those two designers. But when you're thinking about Dior, you know, you're thinking about Louis Vuitton, you're thinking about Margiela, you know, you're thinking about Helmut Lang. Those are designers. you're thinking about Prada now. Those are designers, they're constantly changing creative directors, Chanel. So an archive is needed for them because for the new CD, they need to know like the structures and different textiles and garments. And so I think that archives and archiving certain things are different for certain designers and certain houses. And that's just something that you have to think about. And I think that that interview was very... That little tidbit was just super important. I'm so happy that Rick asked that question because those are two designers that, that the archive conversation kind of changes when, you know, Rick has been always been the CD of his line, you know, and Yoji Yamamoto as well, and Commodore Garcon as well, and Julian Wantanabi as well. So I think those conversations are to be had for those type of designers. So yeah, uh. so let's talk about some of my favorite archives because yeah, so I listed a few like four or five, I didn't really like want to go crazy yet because I know it's a couple designers like I want to just like fully talk about, you know, their archive about their about their archives and so I don't really want to give too much away but these are the ones I, I um, listed. So the Louis Vuitton, Comedic Arson, Sack Platt, the burn bag with the hose in it. One of the best bags ever made. Like it's legit one of my favorite bags, like ever. Um the Saint Laurent skates, literally those those are though that type of piece, you don't even wear that piece. You literally put it in like like a like an acrylic like box and like sit it on your mantle. It's just the Saint Laurent skates were needed. It was just needed to be released just because they were needed it's just it was just so so iconic because even inside the black community i'm from chicago we skate like i used to go to the rink like i used to go to the skating rink so that really meant a lot to me like i was like this is dope like this is a dope dope thought about this like I, i really that that's an archive for sure for sure um Literally any of the Gucci Tom Ford, Uh, but especially like from 1997, like the whole 1997 year, like fall, spring, summer, like I think 1997 was when the, uh, the Gucci, the Gucci G string was released. I think that, excuse me, anything from that year was just like Tom Ford snapped, um, Mew Mew, anything from the Mew Mew spring 1999. Um, oh my God, I just saw, like, a bondage, like, knit, like, uh, crop top. I was just like, ah, oh. like, so good, like, just the structure, like, like, especially from the 90s, like, all our favorite designers, like, for me, it was, like, Miu Miu, Helmut Lang, like, Margiela, like, they, like, the bondage, like, the army stuff was just so prevalent, and they did it so good, and... Man, you can wear that shit now. You can wear it 20 years from now. It was just, it's really well made. Really, really well made. Um, Literally anything JPG, but for sure one of my favorite JPG pieces are like the down bondage jacket. It's so good. Like, I, I like bondage, but like so good. Like really. And those are like some of my few favorite like archives, collections. I've I've always loved that. I'm not a tomboy, but I really like, I I like a lot of unisex items, and I think that those designers, they just do it very well where it can cross over, and I just think that's really important. Like, personally, I'm not looking at, like, like Oscar de la Renta gowns, like, Archive Oscar, you know? I'm looking at stuff that I could wear every day, all day, multiple times a day. So, yeah, I just think that's so important. Yes. But I am so happy for everyone tuning in to this episode. I've been really nervous because I know I just, I kind of talk a lot and I kind of ramble, but I feel like this, fight, this episode was just a little bit more conversational. I kind of show like my little personality and I could just kind of talk my shit and I don't really care what nobody thinks. So, but if you have any questions or you want to... Tell me what to talk about or input. Please always follow my Twitter at Plug Yuri. DM me, message me. I love hearing from everybody. Um, And I really appreciate it. And I always say this, okay? Archive is something to be lived and breathed and more importantly earned. The reemergence of archive, what we're seeing today is because Instagram has made it so accessible. And that's great. But we cannot dilute the true meaning of archive just because we see it so often nowadays. Archive doesn't just happen. It's always been. So, yes, thank you for everyone tuning in to episode two as an archive. I'm so excited. I know I said that before, but yes, please tune in on episode three. I'll be releasing it in two weeks. And peace and love, everyone. Have a good night. Bye.